Hello everyone and welcome back to the Answer Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today we're here with Thomas Donovan from the Crossroads Recovery Center. How's it going? Excellent. Yourself? Good. So let's get started. Tell me a little bit about yourself and let's talk about the business. Sure. Um, I am a, uh, first of all, I'd like to tell everybody I'm a recovered alcoholic and a former police officer. Okay. Um, I was one of these people that... Um, you know, coped with trauma and coped with life by drinking. Yeah. So while I was working in law enforcement, I mean, we experienced a lot of trauma. We mm-hmm. experienced a lot of things. And I saw a lot of the impact of alcohol, not only on myself, but on my brother and sister law enforcement officers. Um, I am one of my friends. I was a Methuen police officer for 17 years. I was a North Andover Mass police officer for eight. Yeah. And one of my friends took her life as a result of alcoholism. And two other police officers I know... Um, made attempts on their lives so um you know in my recovery um i decided that i wanted to pursue a career that um that could kind of help combat substance abuse not only with police officers but i'm also an army veteran too so initially i started um specifically just going into mental health and substance abuse to work with veterans and and public safety fire and police um but as I started working in community mental health, I worked at Greater National Mental Health Center. I worked at Elder Services. I worked in private practice. And as I started working in the field, I decided that to change, um, you know, in my recovery and in my personal life, decided to change my life completely and retired as a police officer and dedicated myself completely to substance abuse and mental health. Okay. Um, so my partner, I, I own the business with my partner, Barry Petri Antonio. Barry and I um, have known each other for 30 years. Okay. I met him in 1985. His, Barry's wife, her, uh, her brother was married to my sister, and we kind of met at a pool party at my house. So Barry and I have kind of dabbled in substances for 34 years. Yeah. And... Coincidentally, when I got recovered in 2009, I'm sitting in my first AA meeting going, what am I doing here? And in walks Barry. (laughs) Barry walks in and he was getting recovered too. And at the time, I was in the process of going back to school and and looking at changing my life and changing my career. So um, Barry and I started going to meetings and talking, and I'm like, Barry, you're good at this. Why don't you work in recovery as well? And so... I got um, my license and my degree, and I encouraged Barry to do the same, and he went and got his master's degree. Yeah. And for many years, Barry and I sat like two guys on a bar stool. We joke and laugh about it all the time, like two guys going, hey, someday we'll have our own place. And we started working in different places. Yeah. And we saw the way different treatment centers were doing things, and it's not that they were bad. It's just... You know, sometimes in some of these places, the business side takes over, and we decided that we wanted to open up our own place, specifically in southern New Hampshire, because we yeah. knew that there's, I mean, there's limited services in, in New Hampshire in general. Yeah. But So we opened up Crossroads Recovery Center in um, December of 2017. We, um, we have a third partner, Barry's brother, that um, is kind of a financial big uh, 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 investor, so to speak, who kind of invested in our company and allowing us to open up, the, open up the doors. So what we we did differently than a lot of other treatment centers is we decided that we were going to go and network with all the insurance companies. And and to be honest with you, it's been a real, real struggle. Yeah. You know the credentialing process, um, the getting paid process, but. 
you know, we went, we were a Medicaid provider because we saw a lot of these clients were falling through the cracks. Any client that calls, you know, a community mental health center is told three to six months waiting list, and, and we didn't, we don't want to do that. We are a dual diagnosis facility, which means we do mental health and we do substance abuse. Mm -hmm. We are licensed mental health counselors, so we can treat both, not just substance abuse. In fact, half of our clients um, is mental health specific. So we're therapists. Yeah. We do individual counseling. We do group counseling or intensive outpatient counseling, which is um, intensive outpatient means that it's, um, it's a service where clients attend group three, four, five days a week. Um, we run a daytime group, which goes from 8.30 to 12.30, and then we run a nighttime group that goes from 5.30 to 8.30. Right. Our nighttime group is doing very well. Our daytime, not so well. But, but I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, because I was in that position too. When you're trying to get recovered and you're trying to work on you, you still have to pay the bills. Yeah. So we try to work with a lot of the working class people, I mean professionals. I mean... People can function and go to treatment. I was yeah. one of them, as well as Barry was one of them, too. So we're trying to, to make treatment guided around the individual. We have some clients that might just attend one group a week and see a therapist. We also have a nurse practitioner that comes in at least one time a week. And anybody that's part of our program, especially the intensive outpatient, sees our nurse practitioner, not always for medication, mm -hmm. but... You know, to evaluate, you know, you know, what medications are you taking? Yeah. Do you know what they are? You know, um, a lot of people come out of like a detox and they get, uh, you know, a, a, a list of medications. So they don't even know what they're for. Yeah. So we like to educate, see what's appropriate. Some people get diagnosed while they're still under the influence, which, you know, different schools of thought may be appropriate, may not be appropriate. So we like to evaluate that, get someone... Get some sobriety time before you actually make a diagnosis on somebody. So, yeah. so it's it's challenging. The insurance companies make it extremely difficult. There's nothing easy about it. Um, yeah. But we're in this to help people, and we're just trying to maintain. Hmm. So, um, yeah, we're open pretty much every day except for um, on the weekends. Um, I occasionally do Saturday um I see clients occasionally on Saturdays just to kind of fit into the schedule the best we can. Yeah. So. All right, cool. So, I don't know if you mentioned, where you're, where's your facility located? Oh, we are located in Salem, New Hampshire on 155 Main Street, um, directly across, well, diagonally across from the, um, the Salem Main Fire Station. Yeah. Very convenient. The registry is across the street. We have multiple pizza shops around us. Um, so, so it's very convenient to a lot of people in, yeah. in Pelham, Salem. Um, we see a lot of clients in Londonderry. A um, couple things, a couple other programs we're working on. Um, you know, I was reached out by some of the, my, co my peers about adolescence and substance abuse. Mm -hmm. There is only one program in the whole state of New Hampshire that targets and assists adolescents with substance abuse. And they work out of Dover, they work out of uh, Newton, they work yeah. out of Rochester. So my partner and I are saying, well, what about kids in Salem? What about kids in Pelham? What about kids in Londonderry? You know, well, they're going to have to go, you know, inconvenience parents and go to 
Rochester after work to, to attend a group. So we're trying to see the gauge the interest of yeah. adolescent treatment. You know, we've been in contact with um, we've been in good contact with uh, Superintendent Delahante and Vice Superintendent Mara Palmer in Salem, New Hampshire. Um, I have a meeting to meet with Pinkerton Academy in Derry on the 28th of September. We're working, trying to work with Winham Schools to try to get just get the word out that you know we have availability that, to accept clients. We currently have three therapists that work full time: myself, Barry, and a, um, a woman by the name of Margaret Souls, who has extensive um, mental health as well as substance abuse. Um, treatment experience out of yeah. she worked at Farnham and a bunch of other places, so that's another thing that's unique is our people are um, everybody's educated and trained. You know, it's not one of those treatment centers where you know we're just people that just you know are in recovery. I think that's important, but I think knowing the knowing the ethics, knowing the morals, knowing the system, and knowing different modalities. I think you having a combination of it. The ultimate treatment model is to have every component, is to have, yeah, you need therapists, but then you need a peer support specialist. Yeah. Then you need a case manager. Then you need a nurse practitioner. You, you know, you need someone to help people find jobs. I mean, that is the best scenario for anybody in recovery. We, there's, a, um, there's a video or a uh, um, you know, they talk about um, this guy, Johan Hari. He talks about on, um, you know, what you used to think about addiction is false. And he talks about this particular experiment called the rat experiment, mm -hmm. where you take a rat and you put one in a cage with just water mm -hmm. and, and, and a bottle of water and a bottle of water and cocaine. And that rat is left in the cage by itself in an, in an isolated type of environment. Well, that rat dies, overdoses and dies, and drinks the cocaine water. Then they take another rat and they put them in an environment where they have um, the same two bottles of water, water and water and cocaine, yeah. but then they put that rat in an environment where they have friends, they have mm. toys, they have mates, they have an environment. The ideal recovery is to have life, is to be part of life again, mm. is to have fun, recovery, Pleasure, employment, satisfaction, respect, all of it. It's not just go in the treatment and get out. Go in the treatment, get out. Because treatment can become an addiction too. Mm -hmm. AA meetings are very helpful. But if you don't supplement treatment in AA meetings with fun and life, then you're not going to have a complete rat park or a complete life. Yeah. So, you know, recovery has multifaceted. Sometimes medication's part of that recovery. You know, if you have a mental illness, you need a, an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medication. That is part of recovery. Yeah. So there's mul many pieces, and we're trying to fill all those voids. And another thing, too, is clients that attend our program can always attend a group, no matter what stage of treatment they are. But we believe in aftercare. We don't just cut you loose. You don't finish your IOP treatment and we say, see ya. Mm -hmm. You know, we do do, um, we try to accommodate people as much as we can. We do try to, you know, for people that can't pay, we try to work with them. Maybe, maybe so-and-so pays 50 bucks a week or whatever. You know, people are more invested in recovery when they pay for it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we try to make people pay something, and we try to scholarship we, as much as we can. Um, so there's a balance, trying to pay the bills and trying to um, and trying to survive and trying to help people as much as yeah. we can. So that's interesting. Um, well, I can a lot of that I can see. So it's kind of funny that you say that they're more invested when they put right. something into it. Yeah. So that's. That's interesting because a lot of places, yeah, it goes on, you know, the insurance, but you don't actually really pay for it. So you just you get a lot of like in and out of rehab, right. kind of like that that process. It's like a cycle. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. You know, you put you put work in. Right. <laughs> you you have to be part of this part of the process, part of the system. Right. And of course, it doesn't work. And and we encourage our clients, you know, get a job, you know, build some self respect, build some self esteem. Yeah. If you are in a position where you can't work, why not volunteer and help somebody? You know, do something. There, food pan. There's a new food pantry in Salem, New Hampshire. There's food pantries in Nashua. I mean, yeah. you know, do something with your life that gives you meaning. Yeah. Become part of. If you don't become part of life, then what are you seeking recovery for? Yeah. That, you know. Hmm. Yeah. So. So you said. Your facility is outpatient? It is. Predominantly? Okay. So it's not like uh, what you would typically see for like a rehab center. It's people Correct. who have, are figuring it out afterwards? Yeah. People go to, um, we get a lot of clients that go to detox programs. Yeah. And then after detox, they discharge and then they come to us. Okay. Um, the, the best model for treatment is to, to go from a detox to maybe a... Um, either a partial hospitalization program or an intensive outpatient program. We do an intensive outpatient program. And that means you could be with us five days a week. Yeah. You see your nurse, you see your therapist, you sit in groups. You build connections because connections is key. Yeah. A lot of people that come in, the only people they've known are people that use. Their friends or their family. You know, and, and again, coming in, not only changing who they are when they come in, but changing those triggers changing those circles to where they can learn to become um, enjoy life without a substance is really what that is really what recovery is about yeah is how do I live without it I mean that's that was a big thing with me when when and, and I always use myself an example you know because when I quit drinking I sat there and I said what do I do now because I couldn't cut the lawn without liquor and then a lot of people experience that. Well, what do I do now? Well, you know, if I come to a group and I retrain my brain and do something different, because that's what it's really about, is retraining my thinking process. Yeah. Um, and then I make some friends along the way that said, hey, you know, why don't you come with us? Let's go bowling or let's go have a coffee or let's yeah. go to the beach and see that other people are having fun in recovery. That makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, not myself, but my family, uh, we have a good bit of addiction there, right? Yeah. So I've ha I have had a lot of experience with kind of moving through this in the past. And, you know, I think you're hitting it pretty good. Like, community is important. You know, having a good family is important. Being able to get rid of the bad connections and putting new good ones in place yeah. is huge for recovery so i like that it's pretty cool yeah another, and another part too is awareness awareness of triggers awareness of thoughts yeah awareness if 
maybe I have depression, but if I have awareness of a thought coming to my mind, like a craving or a depressive thought, then maybe I can do something about it. Mm -hmm. and, and the only way we learn about awareness is by structure and practice. Yeah. And that's what we try to teach. You gotta have, okay, what worked for me today? I had a great day, so let me reflect. What worked for me today? I gotta repeat that tomorrow. Yeah. Or maybe I'm sitting in a group and I hear a coping skill that somebody, hey, I, I, uh, I love to go for runs on the beach and, I, and, and I'm sitting there going, you know what? Yeah, I love the beach too. Maybe I'll try that. So you learn from yeah. others as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. I Nah, I guess it, it makes sense. I was going to say, what, at what point does someone know, I need to go talk to somebody. But if they've already been through the rehab, then I guess they right. probably know. <laughs> right. But, but um, would anyone like kind of skip the rehab part and just end up at your door? Is that common as well, or is it? Yeah, we've, we've had some. Some people come in, and, you know, um, there was some, I've had clients, again, I had a client once that came, and he tried to get detox, and his you know, $6,000 deductible didn't allow him to go to detox. Yeah. So the the system forced this poor guy to detox at home. Yeah. He had to detox at home, and we took him. We took him in because it's better that he has something rather than nothing. We, yeah. of course, got to be, you know, when we think about accepting a client, we got to make sure the client can, number one, benefit from what we offer. Yeah. But we also have to think of the body as a whole. we got to think of all yeah. the clients. Yeah, because you're introducing a person into that community. And Correct. You need to be careful because, like you said, a bad connection could hurt more people and help. Right. Yeah. The majority of the people that come to us want it, want recovery. Yeah. We want it. You know, they, they participate. They, they show up. They, yeah. they're, they're respectful to others. You know, um, and, and, and that makes it exciting. Yeah. We had 13 people in group last night, which is the most we ever had, and it was amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so where are you looking to take this moving forward? Because you guys are pretty, how long have you been in business? We've been in business since December. You know, we're, okay. we're in the unique position where, um, you know, initially it was Barry and I. And then yeah. when we grow, um, we hire. Yeah. And right now we're getting to the point where, um, you know, it's still extremely slow. Mm -hmm. But when we have the opportunity to um, to grow, we'll hire. Yeah. And and that's what we'll do. We're hired because you have to have you have to have a great. You know, we're not going to take twenty clients and throw them in and not have that one-to-one counselor relationship that I think is also important. Yeah. You got to have client to clinician ratio, client to facilitator ratio. Yeah. So we don't know where it's going to go. I mean, we want to grow. You know, we get a lot of interest, too, in um, not only the adolescents, but we're seeing, you know, opioid crisis is very, very important. Yeah. But we lose sight of mental health. Yeah. We lose sight of uh, there's a lot of people experiencing mental health. So we're exploring doing groups just for mental health specific. Yeah. Uh, intensive outpatient groups as well. So, um so we'll 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 grow as much as the system allows us to. Yeah, you know, within within ethical boundaries. Yeah, um, we are a uh, just to let you know we've been inspected <laughs> inspected. Boy, we've been inspected so many times. The state of New Hampshire through um, 
a clear station. We were a clear station facility in a laboratory so we could do drug testing. We were inspected by them. Then WellSense inspected us. And then uh, New Hampshire Healthy Families inspected yeah. us. Then uh, Anthem Blue Cross sent someone to inspect us. But, but it's important because I believe that regulation is lacking in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And we welcome it. I have, we have nothing to hide. The BDAS came down and visited our site. Not that they approved us as a site, but we were open door and saying, hey, come on in. Look, look at our policies, look at our procedures, look at our documentation, mm -hmm. look at our credentialing. You know, um, we're a legit facility, and I think that is something that is 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 going to happen in the future. Yeah. I think regulation is bound to happen, and it should. You know, clients need to be protected. Mm. Interesting. Awesome. So people that want to reach out, learn a little more, how do they get a hold of you? Um, our main phone number is 603-912-4490. Um, you can reach me at email, which is Tom. D is in Delta at crossroadsrecoverycenter.com. Okay. Call any time. Do you guys have a Facebook page? We do. Websites? We, we actually, our Facebook page is um, www.crossroadsrecoverycenter.com. Okay. And um, yeah, we're on Facebook, Crossroads Recovery. Awesome. Cool. Very I'll, easy I'll to link to all those so they can get them as well. Yeah. And, cool. and, and you know, we invite people to come and see us if people yeah. want to come and look at our facility and. You know, um, the way our building is unique, people walk in and they're just, wow, this is peaceful. And that mm -hmm. is what we're looking for because that's yeah. what we felt when we found this location. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. So thank you for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Me as well. Love it. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for watching. That's going to be it for today. So everyone be good. And if you have any questions, reach out.